Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble. And I'm Ethan Sereski, and this train is bound for glory, this train. Boy, it is, and it's bound to have a guest aboard. We've got a very special guest this week. Returning with us, our first ever returning guest, our official Australian correspondent of the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. Take a look around. It's Mr. Al Bates. Choo-choo. I'm on yes. the train, baby. Thank you Welcome for having aboard. me back. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. How have you been? You've been staying out of trouble? Uh, trying. But yeah, no, I've been well. How about you guys? Man, I've been good. You've been good, Ethan? My sleep machine is broken, so I'm kind of just walking through quicksand. Yeah, that's we've all been there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, before we get too far into the show, before we even get into the premise of the show, mm-hmm. I've got some late breaking news. That's right. We've got a special Australian cryptid affair. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice right. bumper, man. Thank you. Did that one on the fly in the last three minutes. This one comes to us from LiveScience.com. So you know it's legit. <laughs> Long extinct Tasmanian tiger may still be alive and prowling the wilderness, scientists claim. Based on reported sightings, some scientists say the iconic creature probably survived until the late 1980s or 90s. So probably actually dead then in that case. Uh, <laughs> but still, others are skeptical of even that being possible. Yeah, I'm pretty skeptical. <laughs> well, you okay. know why I'm skeptical is because the scientists who are saying that he, they, they might be alive are the same scientists who told us that they were extinct as well. I, I mean, things change. You so know. you're saying they're flip-floppers. I, they're, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to encourage that kind of thought. You know? <laughs> no, I like so it good. when a scientist makes a decision and then does never changes based on any data. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I, like, I still believe the skull says a lot about you, you know, your skull yeah. size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love a good dogmatic scientist. Uh, the <laughs> completely unique wolf-like Tasmanian tigers that thrived on the island of Tasmania before they went extinct in 1936 may have survived in the wilderness for far longer than previously thought, research suggests. There's also a small possibility they are still alive today, experts say. Very small. <laughs> very, very small. Uh, Tasman- well, Tasmanian tigers, also known as thylacines, were a carnivorous marsupial with distinctive stripes on their lower back. The species was originally found across Australia, but disappeared from the mainland roughly 3,000 years ago due to human persecution. I think that's long enough. We'll call that. We'll give that one a pass. Oh, absolutely. Is Vaseline a nickname or their scientific name? Uh, Phylocene is the scientific name, yeah. Oh, I think you said Vaseline. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I take that back. Uh, It persisted on the island of Tasmania until a government bounty introduced by the first European settlers, classic stuff, uh, in 1880s, uh, destroyed the population and drove the species to extinction. There's something magical here? Let's murder it. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. 
time to bring it home dead. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, de-extinction is controversial and remains extremely complex and costly, according to the National Museum Australia. Those in favor of reviving thylacines say the animals could boost conservation efforts. It obviously would help us conserve uh, Tasmanian tiger wolves if we had more Tasmanian tiger wolves. <laughs> it only they've makes been, sense. They've been yeah, trying to do like a Jurassic Park thing for like <laughs> at least 30, 30 or so years with the Tasmanian tiger. Uh, uh, Are you serious? There, yeah, is, yeah, that, yeah. that work is yeah. underway? It has been forever. Like I feel uh, Australia used to have this magazine called uh, Australian Geographic, which was our knockoff of National Geographic. And mm-hmm. I remember as a kid reading multiple articles about like, here's how we could potentially clone the Tasmanian tiger. I definitely think it's still, sorry, I live under a flight path. So. Uh, no. I like it. I find it charming. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much everywhere in Sydney is under a flight path. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that, I mean, I don't know how legit it is, but I think they've been trying to, to, to get the, the blood out of the amber for, for, <laughs> for the Tasmanian tiger forever now. The Gold Bloom Institute working on that? What, That's what right. Was yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, God bless. It was, I believe, the, the largest uh, carnivorous marsupial to ever exist, something like that. What would you bring? What would you guys, each of you, bring back if you could bring one animal back that's extinct? Mm. Uh, the dodo bird. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, they're stupid. Yeah, yeah, they look so goofy. I'd love to see them walking around. I would you like keep to keep away from cliffs. You got to herd them like sheep. How about you, Al? I would like to try some dodo meat. Definitely. Oh that's yeah, that'd be the the best part. Um, I'm I'm going to get ahead of the curve and go bumblebees because. You know, oh, they're on their way out. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. right. I'm thinking big I, picture. Yeah. Al's going to save the world. He's you're yeah. just bringing back the dodo bird. No, I'm bringing back exotic, perverse meats for billionaires. <laughs> the rarest meat of all, Elon. <laughs> the dodo's beautiful. Let's murder it. <laughs> what about you? What Ethan? about you, Ethan? Oh, I I think I I don't mess with nature. I would leave them all dead. <laughs> Fantastic. Fair. All right. Well, I feel like God would be mad. He would. Well, be. he's vengeful. Yeah. No, I've read. I, I read the first part of that Bible, the Old Testament one. He kills everyone. Like several. He really times. does. He's <laughs> so true. awful. Listen to our episode about Nephilim to hear more details of that. <laughs> Ethan, why don't you hit everybody up with the premise of the show? Like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Friday Hour, one of us. This week, it's uh, Shibby Dibby Doo has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, or cryptid, most likely. And the other one of us, me, Ethan, has done nothing except be really excited because Al's coming. And Al's going to join me in knowing nothing, I, 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 or only what he brought into this, about what the cryptid is this week. And that's what I'm going to ask you now, Shibs. What is the subject of this week's Monster Cryptid Hunt? This week, we're doing the Yara Ma Yahoo. Bless you. (laughs) I'm just joking with you. I'm just making a joke. No, other people's languages are always funny, aren't they? (laughs) Absolutely. I I do think that, yeah. (laughs) Now, neither of you guys have heard of the Yara Ma Yahoo. Is that correct? No, never. And and where, where is it from, Chips? 
Uh, it is from Eastern Australia. Oh, it is okay. of uh, Aboriginal folk and legend. Oh, interesting. No, I've never heard of. The, uh, say it one more time. Uh, the Yara Ma Yahoo. Yara Ma Yahoo. Yes. Okay. So now, if I ask both of you to close your eyes and think about the Yara Ma Yahoo, mm-hmm. why don't you just take a moment and enter your mind palace? Memories. Things that happened to you as a child. Things that you saw on television. A book that you read. Things that never happened. Enter your mind palace. All right, so what do you see, fellas? What's in the old mind palace? Can you call me on my mind palace line? <laughs> Bring. Hello? Hello, who's this? <laughs> it's me, the other guy uh, that's on the podcast with you. Chris, how are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm in my mind palace. I'm kind of busy. What do you need? Can you look up Yarama Yahoo for me, please? Okay, I'm in the wise, so that's that's really fortunate. All right, I've got three theories here. Uh, you okay. let me know how close I am. They're very quick. Okay. Uh, number one is uh, the Yara Mayahu is how Maya Angelou would pronounce her name if she had suffered brain damage. <laughs> well, that is not what I did an episode about this week, this hypothetical Maya Angelou in this horrible situation. Yeah, I felt bad for hypothetical Maya Angelou. And so that's, that's wrong, though, to, to be clear? To be clear, that is not correct this week. Now, this is an actual guess. Number two is... Is this the Cleveland Indians mascot? Uh, no, that was Big Chief Wahoo, I think. Big Chief Wahoo. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's problematic. It is. It is. They should. Uh, I think it's time to change the mascot, personally. I think maybe go with Yara Mayahu. Um, last theory. At, at least uh, the, what is it? The, they got the Guardians now in Cincinnati, or was it? Uh, no, that's Cleveland? Cleveland. They changed the Cleveland. Indians. Yeah, Guardians. good for them. They got on, on board. It, it, but you know what's horrible is I feel like they're picking bad names on purpose, like Commanders and Guardians, you know, to gin up a little, you know, backlash against changing the name. That's just my personal theory. The truth is out there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you spell can't spell Ethan without a Q. Um, my third and last theory is not a theory. It's literally, I know exactly what this is. Okay. What it, is it exactly? I, I was there. It's the first sentence my grandpa said after his stroke. <laughs> boy two brain damage jokes right there off the jump huh i didn't say I, his stroke didn't it didn't damage his, his brain was brain fine damage. that was just his what he was, says yeah it was a minor stroke he was his brain was normal he was just said yara ma yahoo well he, he didn't recover the first five seconds i mean he was still you know he's still no, mid-stroke. No. okay fair enough fair enough al have you got any ideas any thoughts i'm thinking uh Yahoo Sirius, the, the beloved Australian entertainer and star of Young Einstein. God. That is such a good point. Yeah, I, I they do have that Yahoo in common there. And boy, I got to say, I watched Young Einstein on HBO more than my fair share of times as a young uh, man. What a star that uh, <laughs> Yahoo Sirius was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's one of a kind. Was he a yeah. stand-up? 
I have no idea what he. His deal <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one. Knows no, he just origin. appeared one day. He just walked out of the outback and he was, said, "Put me in a movie," and they said, "Okay." And he direct he directed and wrote wrote all of all. Oh of wow, he's a real auteur. Yeah, yeah, he's ought something. I think his film was how we first heard of Ned Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he did what was it? Young Kelly was the other movie he did. Yeah, I uh, think those were two, his two big ones. Yeah, and Mister Accident, which I think was uh, more of an Australian uh, release. Mm, yeah, I don't think that one crossed over. I'll have <laughs> to track down Mister Accident. Speak for yourself. I've been watching Mister Accident for years. No, I know you've got that sealed Mister Accident VHS that's been graded. It's been graded. It's been graded, Chill. Bad news. Everybody's wrong. It's none of those things. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, you guys. But the good news is I've got a great way to tell you about the Yarama Yahoo. Oh, my narrative God. fiction. Narrative. narrative. I'm it's talking narrative. all over you. You like it? No, I'm talking all over you at this point. Oh, okay, good. I <laughs> Thank I you. I feel you. better about it. But uh, if you're doing narrative fiction, Shibs, that can only mean one thing, right? That means it's story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time. Story time. <laughs> no one thought that Australia would win the psychic wars. Everyone thought the smart money would be on the States or China. Those in the know were predicting the victors would be from the world's most powerfully psychic nation, Norway. <laughs> what none of the pundits or armchair generals predicted, what they couldn't have predicted, was you. You are Bilzy Bradman, Australia's most powerful psychic super soldier. You were in a squad with your two mates, your squad mates, your mates from the squad, Back when the war started, the three of you trained together in a facility located three kilometers beneath the city of Hobart. There was Naomi St. Cloud, who could make a man's skull implode halfway around the world, as sexy as she was deadly. There was the man known simply as Brutus, your most faithful friend, who had lost his ability to speak, but whose brain measured a meter across. <laughs> big brand. <laughs> what? He, was, he was really powerful. And there was you, Bilzy Bradman, the natural, the wild child. When you came in for testing, your brain power buried the needle on every machine they plugged you into. The first week of training came to an early finish when you accidentally ripped a drill sergeant's dick off just by thinking about it really hard. Boy, you sure had to peel a lot of potatoes that night. <laughs> it all seems so long ago. Now you're the only squad mate left. Naomi got her psyche trapped in a mind maze by a Madagascarese mentalist. <laughs> and sweet, innocent Brutus suffered fatal frontal lobe prolapse after tangling with a pair of telepathic twins from Trinidad and Tobago. Good luck beating those guys. You avenged them, of course, and were ultimately the last psychic standing 
in this war of all against all. You almost lost it all in a showdown on the astral plane against a Siberian cyborg soothsayer. You severed that Ruski's silver cord, and now he'll be experiencing eternal ego death in the eighth dimension. <laughs> he was not nice. the only... Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> Uh, but he was not the only one you destroyed during the war, but he was the last. The psychic wars are now over. Your fellow Aussies will never be enslaved by foreign psychic overlords. Did it. When it all is said and done, King Charles asked if there was anything he could do to thank you. You said you only wanted one thing. You wanted them to turn it off. <laughs> and that's how you got a lobotomy. It silenced the screaming in your brain, but now you need to silence the screaming in your heart. There's only one time-tested cure for an Aussie with a hole in his soul. It's time to go walkabout. You've been hiking your way north from Sydney along the east coast for the last six weeks. You finally made it up to Cape Melville, a beautiful part of the world. After a long morning of walking about, you find a large, shady banyan tree offering the perfect spot for a morning kip, which is apparently what you might call a nap. You lay down between its roots, tuck your tucker bag under your head, that's why they call them that, and get a little shut-eye. Just as you're about to drift off, you hear a rustling in the canopy above you. Your eyes shoot open, just in time to see a red blur falling towards you between the banyan branches. It crashes down on you with a thud. Your training kicks in and you toss it off. You roll to your feet and get a good look at your assailant. It's like a little red man, but with a massive head, almost entirely bisected with a wide frog-like mouth. The shock of what you're seeing momentarily stuns you, and your adversary does not hesitate to take advantage of your awestruck state. It leaps, hands and feet first, like a falling cat that has been rotated 90 degrees. You grab it by the wrists and see that its fingers each end with suckers. What you don't see are its feet, which also have suckers on them. They make contact with your thighs, right below the hem of your ruggers. <laughs> you let out a yelp as you feel a sharp pain in your legs. Your strength leaves you as you collapse to the ground. The creature slaps its hands to the side of your face and you lose consciousness. You're not sure how much later it is when your eyes flutter open. The creature lies on its belly in front of you. You look on in horror as it slowly unhinges its jaw. You struggle to stand, but are too weak to move. Nar, Nar, Nar! You scream as it crawls towards you, slowly enveloping you in its gaping maw. You slide into its wet, cursed guts and feel its digestive enzymes begin to change you. You are no longer Billsy Bradsman, Australian psychic super soldier. You're just the latest victim of a Yarama Yahoo. 
That is splendid. Thank you. Very well love, done. I love the uh, the the shout out to Ruggers. That made it very uh, authentic. You know? Thank you. Ruggers. They're um, a brand of shorts in Australia that like. Um, wow. I'm trying to think of what they're kind I, of. I think like, they're called that because they're like rugby shorts. Right? Yeah, yeah, but there's an actual brand as well that that's mm. like they're just like nice cotton shoes. No, they're not nice. They're sold like cheaply, but um, yeah. they're like one of the most comfortable shorts you can you can you can't you can't get. I want ruggers on eBay. I've heard nothing but good things about ruggers. They're great. I'm over juice for a pair. Was that entire first part just? <laughs> I know. I noticed that the the um, psychic. Wars didn't come into play after. No, they're over. The psychic wars are over. Oh, okay. But we, I liked I how we learned a lot point. about them. I liked how we still got to hear about them. Like that, that was fun. Like we didn't have to go through the whole story, but we got the, we got the ending. I liked it. Look, I was a little stuck this week, so I returned <laughs> to the old formula. You make a silly little guy, and then the silly little guy meets the monster. Meets the monster, right? You always tell me to think, think do that. You actually, it's good advice. It's the easiest way to just okay. What's what's a goofball? Oh no, the goofball's getting murdered. <laughs> Al, one time I tried to write a really creative story time. Um, well, two of them actually. One of them was um, I just took the scripts from different movies I liked and inserted the monster's name into them and made him read them in character, and it was so not funny. And then <laughs> then there well, was hang one. On. I'm going to clarify part of that one. The problem was. You chose three different scripts, so we had to do it three times. <laughs> and they were uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Candyman, and Event Horizon. And you chose a scene from Nightmare on Elm Street that didn't have Freddy Krueger in it. <laughs> and you chose a scene from Candyman that didn't have Candyman in it. It didn't make any fucking sense. That's super creative, if you ask me. And the other one was... Um... I, I took a song by Dokken, Dream Soldiers. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. From <laughs> and Dream Warriors. And, uh, Dream Warriors. And under the guise of a parody, I just inserted the name of the monster into the song, and, he, and then Shibby sang it. He was a good sport, but it was so – I've had a couple misses. I had to edit that one down. Check out Wendigo Warriors. Uh, wow. I think that might have been episode, uh, somewhere in season three, if I had to guess. Which which nightmare on Elm Street was Dream – was that Dokken? That was Dokken. three. That was three. I thought so. Great movie. Yeah, one of our other guests Dream was Master. in um, Kincaid. I know. Yeah. I mean, great, great app. He's going to be pissed when he hears that you've been on twice. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <Good>. Sybil. <laughs> I uh, I'm really glad that you at least had the sense not to do your Kincaid in front of Kincaid. Uh, I didn't do it. I I hope you didn't. I don't think you did. Oh, I did. Oh, well, next time. Now, the Yarama Yahoo. Have you heard of this guy? I honestly have not. Well, he is a four foot tall, bright red humanoid from <laughs> Aboriginal Australian legend. So he's a smurf, but red. Uh, he has a giant frog like head mm. and he lives in fig trees. <laughs> so I got you, fig trees. Well, that's gonna come back. Don't worry. I no, did. Some... I'm not making. I'm. I'm. I'm just marking it down because I know it, it's like in a movie when you see something on the table, you know, that wasn't there before. It's gonna come in later. That's fig trees are gonna be important. Chekhov's fig tree. Chekhov's exactly. fig tree. Now, Ethan, before we get too uh, much further into the weeds, now that I've given you this sort of big picture, 
Do you have any facts for us this week? We have Layla presents Australia versus the USA facts. Layla presents Australia versus the USA facts. Number one, the Australians have evil birds. We don't. In Australia, many people fear the magpie as much as any poisonous reptile. Mm. You see, Australian magpies are known to specifically target the head and face because they are dicks. They are. In fact, they have the ability to recognize human faces, so if you are attacked, it might well have been premeditated or the mm. subject of a vendetta. This is very true. Uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this story, but there was a park near one of my wife's old houses that they couldn't walk through because magpies would attack them. And <laughs> the Oh, this is a horrible... But the magpie attacked, like, a mum carrying her baby, and they, mm. like, fucking fell over, and the baby didn't survive the fall. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're fuckers. They're, like, they're legitimately evil birds. Like, they don't wow. just, like, they'll commit infanticide. Like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, what's the manslaughter equivalent of infanticide? That, that's what they did. Infant slaughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it sounds much worse. It, really it does, does, doesn't it? That's a sweet band it's name. Actually, what bro. we call abortion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Roe v. Wade overturned that fucking. Yeah, thing, exactly. Man. Well, I mean, I only mean abortions after the birth, which I've oh, been right. hearing happen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's what the Dems want. It's <laughs> very liberal of you, Al. That's right. Very progressive. Number two, no hat, no play. It gets so fucking hot in Australia during summer. As part of that, school kids are required to wear a hat when playing outside during recess and lunch. They have a saying, no hat, no play, and you can bet teachers enforce this. This is also very, very true. We That's we, smart. Yeah. Uh, just, it's so, like, the sun here is so just absolutely, like, they talk about it a lot, but it is just fucking oppressive. And, I mean, every, like, the... Last week they had like an Australian of the Year. Um, Jamey won again. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, his whole thing was he's a scientist who has uh, done some science about brain cancer caused by melanoma, which is mm. you know, skin oh, cancer God. from the sun. And he's he's got terminal brain cancer, and he's only like oh. fucking thirty six or something. And that's how like Oof. bad the sun here is. That like. You can be that young and get like, you know. Okay, I want to ask a question. Shibble, Shibble, yeah. what horrified you more, the dead infant story or this one? I mean, everybody should be watching out for the sun. I'm actually very glad to hear that children are being taught to wear hats when they go outside. People can develop that habit when they get older. Yeah. That probably does a lot of good, you know, and Not, that's probably something we can learn a lot from. It, no hat, no play. It's, 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 it's like, I think skin cancer is like maybe one of our highest, um, causes of death here. It, and the guy's 36. He's young. He's like, oh. it's, like it's like one of those tragic, um, like, That's awful. like using, yeah. you know, and like his whole thing was like, I'm a brain cancer doctor. And now I've got brain cancer from the sun. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah, I know tra how tragic it's. I, cruelly so, ironic. So I, I mean, listen, it was his line. I liked his line, but, um, yeah, like. Uh, it's we're like in the middle of a heat wave at the moment. Um, today's mm. one of like the nicer days, um, but it's still like seventy percent humidity and it's oh. uh, like thirty-two. I don't know what thirty-two degrees is 
which isn't that That's hot. hot. But um, it's it's fucking terrible right now. <laughs> so and the sun's terrible, and it, like you know, it's it's out there. It's sending. I have like when I have to go hang the washing out, I have to like wear polarized sunglasses <laughs> so my eyes aren't getting. Uh, Do you wear a sunscreen yeah. out? Uh, I should. I don't wear it enough. When I oh, go, God. you're you're <laughs> almost my color. You should be wearing it. Yeah, I tan up pretty okay, but uh, I should. Oh, okay, I should. Then you're not my color. Man. <laughs> yeah, but no, but no hat, no play is a thing. We also have another one called slip, slop, slap, which is all about like, <laughs> uh-huh. which is about raising sunscreen awareness for uh, for kids. So, like, slip it on, slap it, on, or get slapped. What's the? Uh, I think it's like slip on a hat, uh, slap on. I don't know, but it is. It is. It is. There is a saying though. Okay, there yeah. is something yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Various rubbers. Uh, peak humor in Aus- Aussie grade school comes when kids learn what rubber means in the United States. Uh, the word rubber in Australia means an eraser, while That's in the right. U.S. it's slang for a condom. This is also true. We also have the um, fanny is another one because in yeah. Australia, fanny means vagina. Yeah. And in America, it means butt. So Wait, you have you have the term fanny flutters, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I saw that on Love Island. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can't trust Love Island. Well, you got to hear these girls saying they have fanny flutters. Like, look how hot he is. I've got fanny flutters. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Nanny for the Fran Drescher sitcom. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, a bit. In the One of our song. guests played her uh, niece on that show. Oh, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was like a much beloved show in Australia. I think it was like um, Australia's like maybe the second biggest, like, I mean, maybe outside of the fan base, but like it's one of those shows that has never been off television in Australia. <laughs> what? But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a great the, show. The theme song, I remember as kids, uh, you know, how it talks about how she was thrown out on her fanny at the, the bookshop, <laughs> uh, the, the, the wedding dress store, wherever she worked. And I remember everyone as a kid would just be like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, rather. You know what the real, the real funny part of that was? Is that's what they meant in the theme song. They threw her right on her vagina. That's right. Another one was thong, which so we call flip flops thongs. And, oh, we uh, do that. When Cisco had the thong song, everyone was just like, uh, excuse me, a a what? He has a foot fetish. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, he just wants to see those toesies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That would have been a better song. Show me those Piggly Wigglies. (laughs) All right, and those are our three facts for now, Shibby. So back to you. All right, the Yarama Yahoo. All right, this... uh, is a legend specifically of the Kuku Yalanji people of North Queensland. Is that indigenous? Uh, yeah, yeah, they are Aboriginal Australians. Okay. Uh, they are, uh, and I wanted to just say something a little bit off the jump about Aboriginal Australians. This is not something that we learn very much about in America. I'm pretty sure I at no point in any history class that I learned anything about our Aboriginal Australians up through my high school education. Um, but that said, you don't need to look around too hard uh, to see that the history with uh, uh, Aboriginal Australians and white people, it's going to be one of those like lists of like top five most fucked up things white people ever did. It's really? pretty, pretty national shame that uh, a whole lot of people have actively 
worked on uh, obscuring for a considerable amount of... of Not uh, fixing, but obscuring. Obscuring yes. and uh, denying. And yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's got a pretty... Uh, there's no other word for it aside from like genocide to really <laughs> describe. Yeah, yeah like, it's really right up there with the genocide of Native Americans and the trade yeah, yeah, yeah. and the genocide of, and the Holocaust. You know, it's just one of those great historical evils. It's pretty and, wild. and the one in Gaza, just you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're getting a new one jumping up on the list. Yeah, uh, it's but, climbing steadily. But I don't. Yeah, this is this is going to be in up towards the top of your list. Do you know what I know about um, my favorite? Well, I I don't I only know one um, indigenous woman, and she's my favorite, Kathy Freeman. Yeah, she's um gold she's medalist, right? An icon. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's yeah yeah one of the, one of the greatest who have ever done it. Yeah, no, amazing athlete. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, Google her if you don't, if you don't, if you've never heard of uh, Kathy Kramer. And, and like, I mean, I think it's still, I mean, yeah, well, I was going to say it's gotten a lot better, but it hasn't. But when she won gold, she, um, she went on the podium with both an Australian flag and uh, an Aboriginal flag. That's awesome. And, yeah, it's great. But it's like, yeah, the reaction to that was I mean, this is nearly. I mean, fuck, man, it's still just as bad now. Honestly, we don't have a whole lot of time to go into how crazy it is at the moment. But um, yeah, like the fucking there is like a real. I've talked about how like horrible conservative Australia is before. Yeah. I think when we did that, like, because we've like imported like your culture war stuff and mixed it with the British culture war stuff, and oh. like mm. the whole people who are like denying uh aboriginal australians are like the classic like mate it happened uh fucking hundreds of years ago so fucking get over all your genocide it's bullshit you just want us to feel ashamed for being white and you know if we give you guys uh, equal rights to us that means uh, we're gonna have to we, you know we're gonna take our, our our houses office and just like it's fucking insane man but um mm-hmm. i don't know where it's going anyway kathy freeman goated Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. It's- no, I was I was enthralled. I mean that that's interesting, we, and it's, it's great to hear from someone from Australia. You know, we I mean, just we- had um a um a referendum about giving uh, Aboriginal Australians their own um, body in the Australian government that's fully independent mm-hmm. from um, white Australian government, and the whole point of that legislative body was to um, to it was like an advisory board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To increase participation and advisory stuff. And it was to be fully self-determining. And, you know, if, if they were... Obviously, they couldn't make any, you know, big decisions. Like, it was just more like if the Australian government was like, hey, we want to mandatorily force children to go to school, this advisory body would be like, well, actually, fuck you. You can't do that. You have to consider our... Um, reason not to and you can't enact anything until this has been like fully um you know vetted anyway it lost like it went to a referendum and it lost like in a shocking landslide more or less all across the country every state voted no against it uh it was like a legitimate like people were getting like people campaigning for it were getting fucking assaulted by uh right-wing fucking fruit loops it it was like it's a real, real uh, crazy, crazy, crazy history 
But uh, uh yeah. Anyway, see, we we in the U.S. would never obscure our history. Uh, no, yeah, as you, yeah, yeah. As you know, the Civil War was about states' rights. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And wounded knee uh, was uh, it was about just a sore knee and not not. Yeah, a, and our yeah. response to that would be wounded what? And we would yeah, go exactly. back to states' rights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at us go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a beacon of hope we are. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, no, I'm glad that we had this discussion. That was one of the reasons why I want to have Al on there. I wanted to use this as an opportunity to try and raise awareness about this. Because like I said, this is something that was we as Americans just, it isn't on our radar. Right. But I think it is something that's going on that we should know about. And, you know, we here on the podcast, obviously we're going to be standing in solidarity with the uh, Aboriginal Australian people. And was it the North Torres Islanders? I think we're also. Uh, Torres Strait Islanders. Yeah, yeah. Torres, they're, yeah. They're, um... Without a doubt. The monster always stands with the oppressed, the downtrodden. We stand we stand with the people, the workers, everyone. Anyway, uh, the Yarama Yahoo. Boy, what a goofy name that is, eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> are uh, said to lounge in the branches of Australian fig trees. Now, Australia has two native species of fig trees, I found out. Remember, the fig trees came back. There's Wait, the rusty... what if Newton had sat under a fig tree? <laughs> Then we'd all be eating Apple Newtons. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the rusty fig and the Australian banyan. Uh, since these trees only grow on the East Coast, we can assume that we, you can only find the Yarama Yahoo on the East Coast. So obviously you'll be safe if you're over in, say, Perth or Adelaide. No problem. Everything's good. Uh and also, you can tell whenever I start talking about uh, fig tree species in my research, you, you know that's a bad sign. We're not going to have a lot of information here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tipping us off. <laughs> that Listeners, that's a little pro strat. That means I am going to be stretching things out. Now, what will happen, all right, is the Yaramaya, the Yaramayahu will lay fat on, flat on a branch of the fig tree waiting for prey. Ideally... Uh, somebody who wants to take a nap under the shade of the tree. Because obviously that sounds great. Get out of the sun. Is it purely a people eater or does it eat animals too? Uh, I believe it only eats people and you'll see that it has a very unique digestive process. Okay. Same. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> you know, can I just, can I just take That's one just second? getting older. Yeah. You yeah. know what has an interesting digestive process is the anaconda and mm. I, I, I forget, John Voigt, what happens when it wraps you up? Well, it'll hold you tighter than your true love. <laughs> For the power of the embrace causes your veins to explode. <laughs> and it's mean. funny that you bring that up. That's going to come up later. <laughs> John Voigt? Okay. Well, uh, so it'll drop down uh, from its branch. An attempt to land on the victim with its hands and feet, which both have uh, suckers on them. Kind of like the Flatwoods monster had suckers on its yeah. feet. And it uses those suckers on its hands and feet uh, to start uh, draining blood out of its victim. So it'll just like slap its hands on you and it'll just start sucking the blood through your skin. Hey. Through osmosis? Like a, like a leech. Okay. Now, uh, from the information I've found, there doesn't seem to be a lot of struggling or fighting involved once they get their suckers on you. 
there are basically three explanations I can think of for that. One, it's crazy strong in comparison to its victims. So that's possible. But it doesn't seem like it because it sneaks up on people. It seems to rely on the element of surprise. And frogs aren't strong. No, and it does have some... Uh, some stories will give it a frog-like head. Some will give it a snake-like head. Some will give it just a, like a big man-like head with a giant mouth. Uh, I I like the sort of half-man, half-frog vibe. Me too. Yeah. I'm with I you love guys. a good frog-man. Reminds me of the good old Loveland frog. Oh, yes. Now, these suckers, they might have some sort of like venom or soporific effect. Do, um, you know what I they, mean? Do some they grow on trees? They, uh, they, do they grow on trees? Yeah. They live in trees. No, I meant the suckers. Oh, no, it's the suckers born every minute. God damn it. What? <laughs> I set that joke up for like a minute and got the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve two of those, but that was all awful. right. Fair enough. You saw what I was doing. You saw what I was doing, though. No, I had no idea what yeah, the I fuck you were talking about. I was just like, are you I was thinking suckers to grow on trees was the saying. So you said no. suckers, and I asked if they grew on trees. I was like, is he talking about the owl that eats the Tootsie Pop? What the <laughs> fuck is he on about? Yeah. Oh, what are, you, what are you, Australia now? What is he on about? What? It's normal. <laughs> now, uh, they might be, uh, they also might be able to weaken you just through rapid blood drain. Somehow, though, people end up very weakened. They often lose consciousness in these attacks. But then what will happen is uh, it'll leave the Yaramai Yahoo's victim unconscious and too weak to move. And at that point, the Yaramai Yahoo will go on a little walk. Walkabout. Yeah, they'll just take a little stroll uh, between courses. Uh, because uh, now if you fake falling unconscious... Because it doesn't want to kill you, right? It drains enough blood out of you to leave you unconscious, but not dead. So it stops once you lose consciousness. But if you fake falling unconscious and you play possum, that's your best chance to escape. So keep that in mind. What do you do if it attacks you? What? What do you do if it attacks you? Oh, you play dead. Yes, you've got it. I was listening. I wasn't trying to think of my next uh, Dollars Grow on Trees line. I was just testing. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, when it gets back, uh, it'll lay flat on the ground like a guana, as one source said. Unhinged. Goanna. Goanna. Yeah. What is that? It's a lizard. It's like a monitor lizard, but not oh, as okay. big. Like a uh, small. Is it the same thing as an iguana? Yeah, a little. It's. No, it doesn't have the frilly stuff, but it's kind of mm. similar. Yeah, just one of those big lizards. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, now, uh, so it'll lay flat on its ground, unhinge its jaw, and crawl towards you with its mouth wide open so it can swallow you whole. But it's not done. Shortly after that, it will vomit you back up. <laughs> when it does this, you'll be a little bit shorter, and you'll also be... A little bit redder. You'll repeat this process several times. Every time the victim will get smaller and redder, eventually turning into another Yara Ma Yahoo. Good God. It could happen to you. That's how they breed? That is how they breed. That'll come up later. Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> Now, you might want you might find yourself wondering, how do we know about the Yaramai Yahoo? What's my source on this? 
uh, the indigenous people's uh, stories and police logs? Uh, well, no, nothing in an official police record. Uh, the the Kuku Yolanji people that I mentioned earlier of uh, North Queensland, there's only about 3,000 of them left. Oh, only about 400 God. of those people speak their native language. Uh, but we have uh, a record. Uh, luckily, we have a great Australian historian. It's time for a little bit of Australian history when we learn about the man known as the Leonardo da Vinci of Australia, David Unaipon, if I am pronouncing that correctly. I have no idea. So, I think I know that name. <laughs> But maybe if I give you a little bit more of his background, you can see maybe he'll ring a bell. Uh, Unaipon was an Aboriginal Australian of the Nagarangiri people. He lived from 1872 to 1967. 94 years. Great run. You got to give that him is that. a really good run. That is. Especially uh, for was, a dude. A good yeah, innings, was, uh, as they'd say in Australia. What do they say? What? A good innings. Innings oh. is a cricket term. I like that. Yeah. I never understood cricket really. So there's the five day long cricket. There's a cricket that goes five. Yeah. Days. Yeah. A test series. And then there's a day test, which is a short one. And then there's now 2020, which is like cricket that can be played in the span of a night. And that's kind of ki- killing a uh, test cricket. It's like rock and roll cricket, essentially. Uh, yeah. It and, makes more sense to have a sporting event that doesn't last five days. And it's huge in the subcontinent. Like a lot of Australian cricketers now are just like, wait, so I'm getting paid uh, uh, like a million dollars in Australia to play cricket or I'm getting paid like $10 million to go play in India and just like. For one f- night? No, no, just for like a season. And then it's just like, and it will, I'm not even the best player on the team. I just get to fuck around and. Uh, People are just excited to see me because I'm a former Australian great from 15 to 20 years ago. It's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. What's the difference between test cricket and the new one, the rock and roll cricket? Uh, tw- it's called 2020. It's just like a short, really, really, really. It's like abridged cricket, more or like less. How long does the new one take? Only a couple of hours. Why don't you invent a shorter one? Uh, I don't know if we can get any shorter than this. Okay. I was, <laughs> After I that, I was it's not even going to be cricket anymore, man. They'll just be yeah. playing baseball. That's well, right. Think of cricket as slower baseball. It is. It's, yeah. it's, like, it's like turn-based strategy. Like, it's like a turn-based strategy game, it, pretty much. So it's like baseball and Dungeons and Dragons? Kind of. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. The only thing that I really know about cricket is about uh, Don Bradman, who who was I got the name of the character from my. Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, he's probably still even now considered one of the greatest athletes in Australian history, and he changed the game significantly. But uh, famously hated Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're saying he's no complaints then? Yeah, he's exactly. Just all around. What a funny trait. And unions. He was like uh, <laughs> one of the big uh, big union-busting cricket players in the Union-buster, Irishman-hating cricket player. Yeah, yeah. He was a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, Ethan, guess what his batting average was? 9.95. It was like 99.96. I was yeah. close. I remember you yeah. told me he was the greatest athlete. You told me, you asserted to me he was the greatest athlete that ever lived. It's still like no one has... I think maybe one or two have come close, but even now, nearly like a hundred years after he's played, he's still like, um, yeah, 
Or I'm going to buy a Don Bradman cricket card on eBay. I'm not even joking. There's uh, in Australia, there's like Don Bradman cricket games and stuff that are like, it's cool. They're like when we were younger, we'd all over summer smoke a million bongs and then just like (laughs) play play that at friends' houses in the scorching heat. I got like my old housemate. I lived with him for six or seven years, and that was a, a thing that we'd do when we just moved in together over summer as well. And Smoke all of the Australian, cl- all of the Australian clubs are in it. Like mm. even our local, because like our you know local, uh, very local you, cricket. You probably team. get the rights for cheap. Exactly. You know, yeah. No yeah. reason not to snatch it up. So we'd play as the. I can't remember what it was, but Woi Woi is like one of our places where we grew up. Uh, so there was the Woi Woi team, which would be like, whoa, they're here. Sweet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fun way to spend a day, to tell you the truth. Little John, yeah. Don Bradman. That's right. like John Madden. He even sounds like John Madden. I'm trying to think of who would be like an analogist with baseball. Like maybe Babe Ruth. No, it would be definitely Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like it. Without yeah. a, without, uh, well, Michael Jordan, of course, in basketball, you would think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hasn't MJ been beaten, beaten, though? Has he what? Has MJ's, any of his things been beaten now, though? He's just, if you watch tape, he's just better than anyone who ever played. Yeah, that's true. But I guess it's not statistically as clear as it is with Bradman. Yeah. And I mean, basketball's a pretty stats-heavy sport as well. So it's kind yeah. of like... But uh, yeah, sorry. I, once again, sorry, Chris. We've... Uh, we've oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I apologize as well. Please, Shibble. It's all right. David Unaipon <laughs> uh, lived to be 94 years old. Uh, he was a preacher... A writer and an inventor. Good innings. Uh, his, That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had some great innings. Uh, his most successful invention was a mechanical sheep shearing device uh, that is the basis for all modern sheep shearing devices. Oh, wow. Uh, he also spent a lot of time working on a perpetual motion machine. Never quite got it uh, up and running. But that was his real passion was figuring out perpetual motion. Uh, he also, in 1918, and I hate to say this, Al, this is not meant to be a fact that I'm making up to slander Australians. But in 1918, he designed a helicopter inspired by boomerangs. <laughs> I'm guessing it didn't work. <laughs> it always came back before. Uh, yeah, it yeah, always came back it. safe and sound. It never reached where it was going. It went halfway and returned home. Uh, he also wrote several collections of Aboriginal stories uh, and uh, was the first Aboriginal writer to be published in English. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it was uh, through these writings that he came to learn about uh, the Yarama Yahoo. He went around and he collected folklores of different Aboriginal people and included that one. Uh, he also, I, I believe he appears on the $50 Australian bill. Oh, well, I don't see those regularly because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, got no I think they're yellow, maybe they are they might... colloquially known as pineapples. Really? Well, he's, he's on the pineapple. I'm all That's about those pineapples, Shibble. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about the pineapples, baby. <laughs> well, even do you have any more? Lamba presents America versus Australia back. Number four, Macca's versus McDonald's. Mm. Getting a frozen Coke, which is basically a, co- a Coke slushy from Macca's, 
is one of Australia's greatest summertime traditions. It cools you off, and the best thing is that the large side will only set you back $1. Plus, they even have spiders available at Macca's, which is basically the frozen Coke topped with soft-serve ice cream. How about that? Hell yeah. This is true. That sounds I love awesome. a good frozen Coke in the summertime. So $1, it would be 66 uh, U.S. cents. You guys, oh, God. Maybe even less. And they must, I, you still got to be making money hand over fist on those. I mean, a frozen Coke has got to be so cheap. Oh, yeah. To it's syrup and ice. Not when you add the soft yeah. serve. Uh, they're only yeah. 30 cents or maybe 50 now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hell yeah. Number five, F traffic lights. Uh, roundabouts do exist in the States, but they're super uncommon. And mm. a lot of Americans are just flat out confused on how to use them. Meanwhile, in Australia, they froth over roundabouts as they're considered to be incredibly simple, safe, and efficient. And it's way better than having traffic lights everywhere. This is true. Yeah, I've heard they work better. This is true. They can be pretty perilous. It just depends if people stop at them. I feel like at least once a week, I always have someone drive into me on a roundabout. That's, yeah, just, part of the, that's just part of our roads. But actually, we just had like the worst road toll of like maybe the last 15 years that's this summer of people just dying on the roads oh, oh my geez. god it's it's bleak over here at the moment guys this yeah is side. yeah uh, yeah it's yeah, a lot of stuff going on uh number six weird birthday songs uh some authors also oh, yeah, yeah. think it's a universal tradition uh but it turns out that americans aren't familiar with the good old Hip, hip, hooray! That's tagged on after singing someone happy birthday. Um, also, if Americans think that's weird, wait till until they hear, why was he born so beautiful? Also yeah. commonly, and you know you're going to have to tell us what these are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think hip, hip, hooray is from uh, a, a British um, mm-hmm. uh, background. It sounds British. I why thought was it was... He- um, Tretch, naughty by nature, but I guess I'm right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hip hop. Oh, I'm sorry. Very, um, very similar. Very similar. Wh- why was he born so beautiful? Is I think it's <laughs> like an old rugby song, but um, okay. But that's pretty. I'd say it's pretty common. I, I definitely, when I'm at a birthday thing and people will start singing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's pretty common. Uh, what is it? Why was he born so beautiful? Why was he born at all? Because he has no say in it, had no say in it at all. Can't mm. remember the rest of it. Norm- people normally stop because, you know, it's always done sarcastically yeah. like a, like a, yeah. why was he born so beautiful? So why was he born at all? Because <laughs> he had no say in it, no say in it at all. But uh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's classic. Here's to, right. here's to someone, he's true blue. He's a piss pot full and through. Something, something, so they say. He tried to go to heaven, but he went the other way. Chug, skull, skull, skull. And then, you know, the person's knocking back their pint of beer really, really quickly in the, mm. the hot Australian heat. That's fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. We really uh, love getting drunk on our birthdays here. And, <laughs> and any day that ends with a Y. Oh. <laughs> Well, Shibble, why were you born so beautiful? What can I say? Just lucky, I guess. Why was he born at all? <laughs> That's a good. What a weird line of that song. Yeah, <laughs> Celebrating no someone's birthday. No <laughs> saying it at all. 
And it's good too because it makes you think about people's parents having sex. (laughs) Why not just sing directly about that? Remember that time his parents had sex? (laughs) You ever think about uh, your dad jacking off though? You ever think about your dad jacking off? I've definitely accidentally walked in on my my dad doing that, and that is one of the worst things that's ever happened. And he was that's rough. It's it's fine. How did you resolve it? Uh, we never talked about it. That's the smart play. That's the smart play. One hundred percent correct. Oh my god, we're learning so much. Yeah, I feel like if anything, it balanced things out because I, I or even began to work towards balancing things out because I certainly had three hobbies as a teenager and <laughs> and yeah. two of them were jacking off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I think naturalizing, yeah, that's probably ultimately the wrong one. Good for you. It makes like, oh yeah, everybody jacks off, and the old man jacks off. It's normal. Yeah, it's good, good for you. You know what would have been really weird if he wasn't using his hand like that. If he was using his hand like that, that would have up. fucked you up. That would have been. Yeah, this I mean, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. that certainly would be crazy, just like the Yarama Yahoo. Mm. But it's so crazy, can it love? A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? (laughs) There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? Well, what do you think, boys? I was I'm so into the song I forgot what were we talking about? Can the Yaramayahu, this bullfrog faced vampiric aboriginal monster love? Al, what do you think? I don't think it can. And from what it sounds like it doesn't do uh it doesn't doesn't get jiggy with it either. Hmm. It doesn't have a very loving vibe to it. I think it's like a little nasty dude. Mm. You don't like, you think it's a like a, you know, it's not a happy being. It's kind of like nat- mean spirited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you'd have to be to keep on eating something to throw it up, to eat it, to throw it oh, up. Oh, that's it. right. Yeah, that's a pretty sadistic process. Well, I have a question. Oh, it's part man, part frog, and has snake-like qualities. I mean, so well, how many are, oh no, it reproduces through eating someone so mm. it has no no reason there's no there's no reason it would be doing that there's no biological reason for love certainly yeah still if you wanted to give it a shot what would you do for the first date where are you taking your <laughs> yahoo guys um on a bike ride through fiorenzi a midnight drive through fiorenzi no no a bike ride through fiorenzi ride. ah beautiful that's my whole oh, answer love it Okay. Al, where would you take the the, the monster on a date? <laughs> Probably to a, one of those all-you-can-eat pizza huts. This guy <laughs> sounds hungry as hell. Yeah. 
He would yeah. just slap the pizza with his suckers. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the pepperoni's gotten caught in my sucker. <laughs> All the marinara's gone. It's just the cheese on the bread. That's sick. This month is horrible. <laughs> yeah, this date is going terribly. <laughs> I'm going to take mine to get one of those mud baths. Oh. I think that I'm really good for that uh, slimy skin that I imagine it to have. With it being so frog-like. I think you're very thoughtful. I think it will, it'll enjoy that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe I could see it in its changing robe. Ooh, you know I mean? no. Maybe later on I can find out if it can fuck. That sounds crazy, but can fuck. <laughs> what do you guys think? This thing's going to get nasty? No. Ow. I do not think it has any any inclinations toward towards getting getting down. I agree. Yeah. I, I I think it it doesn't use sex for reproduction. We haven't heard mm. about any any penis, any vagina. We haven't heard about any uh, any sort of libido. So I don't nope. think uh, effing is part of its routine. All right, now hear me out. Hear me out. Here's it can get effed. Anything with a hole can. It's true. And it, it does, sounds good with its mouth. Yeah, and its hands, suckers. Mm-hmm. Once again, Ethan, I'm going to really caution you on the possibility of getting clipped saying you can fuck anything with a mouth. <laughs> or any, hole. Uh, anything with a hole, yes. An even worse turn of phrase <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that strike two on you can fuck anything with a hole on the show, my brother. Really? That's the second time? Well, I must really believe that. (laughs) No, you really want to just fuck. And I just don't want that to become associated with you. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't want that to be my thing? Like, Ethan, the guy who will fuck anything with a hole. Yeah, well, I don't know. You can do words for a catchphrase. Start putting that on mugs. You can F anything (laughs) with a hole, Ethan. It sounds like Andrew Tate. I don't like it. Yeah, put your mug shot next to it. (laughs) Because it's on a mug. Uh, That's funny. Get it? Uh, what if, what if, how are we considering vor a sexual activity? What's vor? Vor is, uh, swallowing something whole sexually. And you're just sitting in its tummy. You're just like, yeah. Oh, "Oh, it's so big. I hope she doesn't swallow me whole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) That would make this monster too fucking weird. Okay, so you don't think that it's like horny? It's, you don't think it's doing this because of horniness? I don't think it's a vor thing if it is. <laughs> well, listeners, split decision on that one. Speaking of split decisions, it's fight night. Fight. In this corner, we have the Arabayahu. In the other, we have seven foot one, three hundred and eighty-four pound prime Shaquille O'Neal. The big man. It's nice to see you, Al. It's so lovely to see you as well, Ethan. No, you must be mistaken. Ethan's no longer here. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Must... Do you have basketball in Australia? We do. We have uh, the NBL, which is our uh, our uh, attempt to make basketball. Actually, it's kind of picking up now, but um, hmm. 
we've got the MBL. You should come and play. That, that's really interesting. It is. <laughs> <laughs> would like to be the Harry Bradman of the MBL. We've, we've just, um, in an attempt to make it more like the MBL, uh, NBA as well, we've now got conferences. So we've got the Eastern and the Western. And uh, Do you let black people play yet? We do, but they're most very progressive of you, Al. How many teams are on the Western Conference? Isn't there only one city in the Western <laughs> Australia? Yeah, I, I think it is only like that in Adelaide, maybe. And only the Adelaide Bulls. Adelaide is only slightly left of um, the, the the dividing line. I mm. almost made the joke, mate, called Jordan. <laughs> mate, called Jordan. But um, mate one of Lamelo Ball. I think maybe played down here for a bit. Or oh, one did of the, he? One of the ball kids did. It would have been Lamelo. Yeah, he played internationally for a year before. Yeah, he yeah. And mm. yeah, I mean, we 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 kind of do the same thing that India does, and we just get like um, either old, washed up college ballers or uh, young college ballers, and pay them a lot of money to play on Australian teams. You know what you should do is instead of going for the male players who are like just like kind of, you know, college stars and they're never going to be, go, why not pay a ton of money to like the stars of the WNBA and pull them? Yeah, we could. I think that would be a huge, yeah, they I'd get paid that garbage move. up here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, Australian women's sport is also, I think, has the same problem. Yeah, the as, tough uh, part is building the market. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we're we're doing pretty good with women's cricket at the moment and women's soccer. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, not women's yeah. test cricket. That's going down the tubes with the that's advent right. of the. You're loving cricket. that women's 2020. That's right. <laughs> I think you'd need at least two Yarama Yahoos to take down a Shack. At least uh, two. I agree. I'm imagining him squashing him up into a little basketball and then breaking a backboard with a. <laughs> It's true. And he's very agile. I'm very agile. Now, Shaq, would you ever be tempted to take a nap underneath the canopy of a beautiful banyan tree? Who wouldn't be? Many times, Kobe and I would bring books and just read together. And then he would fall asleep and his head would land on my shoulder. And I would leave it there because he was comfortable. Best friends. You love to see it. Yeah, I'm going to say, ultimately, I'm going to say you're going to need minimum four Yaramayahus. I think you guys are right. Now we will move on to the Yaramayahu versus a horde of magpies. Oof. Horde of them, eh? They're horrible, and they recognize your face, and they hate you. All right, so they're definitely going to recognize this Yaramayahu. Yeah, they won't be confused. He won't be able to, yeah, and they're probably fighting over tree dominance. Mm Mm-hmm. But if they're going for this face, they're going to be going right into that giant mouth. He's just going to swallow them all right down. Um, 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 this um, is true. Um. And then he'll spit them out and they'll come back half magpie, half, half oh. Yarmalahu. That's dope. It is. We're kind of making yeah. a magparahu. That would be so cool. That would be our next cryptid. I think we should bring back Al and just make one up. I love it. So yeah, Yarmalahu takes that one. Next up, we have the Yarmalahu versus the Blank and Steve the Tramp. What? Really? I thought you'd get that one. They're Dick, Dick Tracy villains? No? Oh. <laughs> All right. I, when I up. think of Dick Tracy villains, I think flat top, prune face. The blank, yeah, for sure. Next up, we have the Yaramayahu versus the shower posse. All right. So obviously that's me and my soap. 
<laughs> and my rubber ducky. No, Shibble, it's, uh, it's a Jamaican gang that uh, emigrated into the New York area in the 80s during the crack boom, and they were known for spraying so many bullets at opponents that it was like a shower. Okay, so a little bit more dangerous than me and my <laughs> soap and my rubber ducky. And your loofah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would have to put this one on the... Uh, uh, the shower posse. Yeah, booyaka, booyaka. I'm with the yeah. shower posse. <laughs> Very nice. They Look sound out. like a bunch of bad man. They, oh, such bad man, them. Yeah. Um, number five, we have the Yaramayahu versus a fraggle of equal size and strength. Okay. Well, the fraggles are very resourceful. They are. Uh, and, and boy, they, they don't have any blood near as I can tell. Largely because they're mostly made of like felt. I don't know. You ever, you ever cut one open? I mean, if I never saw one bleed in any episode, I'm pretty sure I saw them get injured. Like you'd see them like stumble or fall or something. <laughs> like get trapped in It'd a cave. It'd be cave-in, blood maybe. was squirting out of them when they fell. <laughs> yeah, if one of, uh, yeah. If one of them just lost like a finger in a bandsaw, <laughs> you know, travel and Matt lost a finger. <laughs> Yeah, obviously we all remember that episode that taught us about bandsaw safety. We all had to watch it in seventh grade shop class because <laughs> right. that's what we do. Uh, so yeah, now I'm going to put this one on the Yaramayahu. He's just got more of a killer instinct. He's more of a bad dude. Yeah, well, I'm with I'm with you. Fraggles are too nice. All right. We have the Yaramayahu versus the Uvalde Police Department. <laughs> Oof. Or <laughs> the... Yeah, well, well <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, so I'm Uvalde go... doesn't want to make any rash decisions. That's right. That's right. The last thing we want is any for any police officer to be put in any kind of danger. That's oh, not, I, we certainly never expect a police officer to have to do anything brave. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to I'm going to put this one on the old. Well. To be fair, Uvalde Police Department does have just a lot of guns. And probably like it's fine. Armored personnel carriers and who knows whatever other things they've been militarized with. Yeah, so but I'll the Armayahu is not a coward. That's true. They're they're not shooters. So I'll have to put that. Yeah, you're right. The Yaramayahu takes it. Oh, okay, yeah. Last but, oh, I'm sorry, Al. Please. No, don't be at all. No, I'm with I'm with Chris on this. Last but not least, and we'll start with Al first. We have the um this is the the, the mini guitar, which okay. is half bull, half Jimi Hendrix, and it guards a labyrinth. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to give it to the mini guitar. Can, <laughs> Sweet, you're gonna you're gonna go against like that the the intro to Voodoo Child, like the... oh, I love Al. Oh, do it to him. Okay, I like this guy Al, man. I love his vibe. Thank God Jimmy showed up at the recording today. Hey, sure. I'm back, man. <laughs> I just came to meet Al. Jimmy, thank you. This one goes to the Maginator. <laughs> the Mana Guitar. The Mana Guitar. Okay, well, that was Fight Night. Whew, what a fight. What a night. Ethan. Hit me up with your last final round of Layla Presents Australia versus America Fast. Number seven. 
I'd rather have an Aussie job. Okay. It's a well-established fact that wage rates, especially in service industries, are absolutely horrific in the United States. It's why tipping culture is essential. In Australia, workers receive decent pay under award wages, which set pay rates according to the type of work that they're doing, the level where they are, and the industry they're in. As a rough example, the national minimum wage in Australia as of 2022 was $20.33 an hour. This is true, but everything now costs so much that uh, it is like, like even like middle class people are now using food banks because uh, our rents are so insanely out of control right now and mm. the Australian dollar is worth pretty much nothing. Wow. Uh, and inflation has just like fucked everything at the moment. And we know who's responsible for that. That one's going to be a Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we apologize for voting for him. Uh, <laughs> doing that to your sweet, innocent country. It's all right. Number eight. Vegemite quoth the Aussie. Americans, if you ever find yourself trying to taste the yeasty goodness that is Vegemite, do not attempt to eat it like Nutella or lick an entire gob off of a spoon. That's only for trained professionals, a.k.a. Australians. You have to start with just a dab on some toast. If you eat Vegemite that way, it will be delicious. Conversely, Aussies butter their sandwiches instead of using mayonnaise. It's true. Mm. You ever have Vegemite, Ethan? I don't. I, I didn't know what it was. I had to look it up. It's like the fucking worst. I hate it. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just yuck. It's not for me, man. It's, but you don't uh, use mayonnaise like you butter sandwiches. I do, yeah, yeah. I don't like mayo either. Yeah, they, they don't like That's mayo fair. chips. Yeah. I, yeah. I only recently came around to mayo, especially when someone told me that what you part of what you're getting out of mayo is acid, that that's supposed to be part of it. Oh. As well as the fat that sort of coats your tongues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get what you mean. But no. Number nine. Look out, Officer Friendly. Americans, let me introduce you to Healthy Harold. A okay. puppet giraffe that is used to educate Australian children about drugs, alcohol, and healthy living habits. He was the mascot for Life Education Australia and would visit schools once a year where you would enter his van and learn about drugs, this which is... you wouldn't want to do in the U.S. No, not at all. So like a McGruff. Yeah, kind of, but like mixed with the Toys R Us giraffe, Jeffrey McGruff, <laughs> whatever his name is. Jeffrey. Yeah. 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 And he has a windowless van. Uh, I can't remember if it was windowless, but uh, there's definitely a van. <laughs> That's creepy. No, I like Her Healthy Harold. Not a good habit to teach your children to get into getting into the vans. <laughs> no. Well, I could tell that both you guys are just sort of quaking in your boots. I'm not just out. with the sad state of both of our countries, <laughs> but because... Of the legend of the Yaramayahu, Sydney famously on the East Coast, right in its uh, territory. Al could be attacked anytime he passes under a banyan tree. No. You must be wondering if it's real. Shibble, I am. I'm freaked out. Al's freaked out. Just tell me, this Yaramayahu, is it real? Is real? Shake it, Bavakasha. Hey! Hey! <laughs> well, oh, that's the most problematic part of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what's, what that is. It what was some, some, some Hebrew. Uh, yeah. In, in this climate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
listeners, if if anyone, if literally anyone writes in and says, please change this segment's name, we will seriously consider it. It's, and if you send it to me, I promise it, it won't happen. <laughs> I will make sure your message does not get to shivel. So it's on the docket. See which method you want to reach out to us first. And also, don't forget to reach out to us for our mailbag segment, where you can get your very own mailbag bumper. Anyway, is real. I'm going to say, sure. <laughs> How about you, Al? <laughs> you know what? I think it's stupid to rule anything out at this point. You know? Yeah. 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 Every day is a new day full of surprises. Uh, but my gut instinct says it's probably not real. No. It's no Penrith Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I mean, there are different types of real. That's for sure. I think um, I, I actually, you know, it's weird. You know, Al's from Australia. His opinion probably matters more about that. But I think it's real. It sounds real to me. I believe everything you told me about it. I hope you weren't making anything up because I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to question as reliable a source as the Australian Leonardo da Vinci, David <laughs> Unaipon. <laughs> Find him on your pineapples. If you can get him. Yeah, in this economy. Well, you can use your... Um... You could trade him in for a couple of cherries and a lime, <laughs> I'm going to assume. Well, lime is like a $100 note. So. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Cool. Oh. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the ballpark. Yeah. I can't remember who's on it, though. Once again, I never see... They're, they're Happy like Freeman. Very... Yeah, no, not that. I can't remember who's on it, though. Some British Probably, imperialist. Uh, <laughs> almost definitely. Jeffrey Rush, maybe? Yeah. Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> oh, he got like crazy me too in Australia. Really? Oh, that's a shame. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's like, you know, like how Kevin Spacey was like the the, mm. the Shakespeare a great guy. actor? The great actor, that's right. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush was kind of like our Shakespeare guy and like was the head of like the theater company and all of this shit and allegedly he was like just untoward towards young women oh yeah the power That's went no to good. his head That's it right. could be worse it could story. be that guy who answered uh kids wish letters in england what was his name i have no idea what you're talking the fam- about the famous guy jimmy savile oh yeah 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 he's pretty bad there are worse people than jeffrey yeah, rush yeah yeah <laughs> cheer up what a weird thing to do <laughs> wow is that the red light from uncle monster <laughs> guys hey uncle monster did you know al was here hey al how are you i'm good on kim how are you i'm good man what an episode yeah well, well they don't make we... like this anymore you guys should try making good episodes no what i'm just playing i got you uncle monster um now what are we gonna do you bring up episodes what are we gonna do until our next one comes out I think you should probably watch a feature-length film, a movie. Oh, that's a great idea, but which one? You should probably watch 
Nightcrawler, <laughs> starring Jake Gyllenhaal as the Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, you should watch that. Yeah, let me tell you, he's he might be kind of weird, but he's one hell of a reporter. <laughs> hey, Shibonel! Is that oh, Uncle Monster 2? Yes, it's me, Uncle Monster 2. Nice to see you again, Al. You too, bud. Hey, I've got a movie for you too, Shibby. Yes, tell me all about it. If you invest too little in sealed VHS, you mm. should check out the feature-length motion picture Paranormal Activity 4. A guy's girlfriend dies and he re rebuilds her with pieces of New York City hookers. Three thumbs up. <laughs> but don't take my word for it, LeVar. I got to tell you, that's the second time Uncle Monster 2 has accidentally recommended Frankenhooker to <laughs> LeVar. <laughs> it's weird how he keeps making that mistake. He makes mistakes sometimes. That's why he's not Uncle Monster 1. That's why he's Uncle Monster 2. Let's be honest. That's why he's just trying to do his brother's act. Oh, my God. You're full of venom today. What can I say? No, that's just that, you know, there's a reason why. There's only one Uncle Monster. That's true. Ow. Thank you so much for coming in today. No, my pleasure. Thank you. It's always I've been looking forward to this all week. Seriously, thank you, Likewise. Al. I mean, the thanks audience for, loves you. We love thank, you. And we want you back as soon as possible again. I'd love to. And thanks for being so flexible around my uh, crazy schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when now, people uh, live in weird places, we have to adjust. It's true. <laughs> Some people live on the opposite side of the earth. That's crazy. <laughs> Now, Al, uh, is there anything that the Al heads in the audience should know about? Anything you're working on? Anything you want to plug? Uh, no, nothing at the moment. I'm uh, I'm kind of uh, working my normal job at the moment. That's uh, mm. kind of taking up all of my time. Thus, by and where can people see you there? Uh, nowhere. Yeah, can we show I'm... up at your office? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's uh, on Harris Street in Ultimo. And, uh, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I'm kind of really, I've just finished my um, studies and now I have free time properly for the first time in ages. But that's awesome. Now I'm just spending that sleeping because I'm doing crazy shift work at the moment. Uh, so, mm. we'll plug yeah. the podcast because people can still listen to that amazing Al podcast. It's true. Yeah. Listeners, it's always worth your time if you haven't checked it out to go listen to Al's amazing podcast. Take a look around. Uh they did with uh Sean Campion. That's right, Sean Campion. Yep. Hey, Mr. Memory over here. Uh showing every uh talking about all the movies that had new metal on the soundtrack. <laughs> That's right. It was a fantastic uh series. Really yeah. took me back to my video store days. Uh if you want to hear guys talking about torque as much as I did, <laughs> yeah. definitely check out, take a look around. Uh, and if you're checking out things on the internet, we're going to ask that you check out some of our stuff. First of all, why don't you check out the phone that's probably in your hand right now as you're about to go change to something else. You can just uh, leave us a quick five stars, put a little subscribe on there, maybe leave a comment, something like that. That would be incredible. I would do it for you. Uh, you can also uh, find us on some other websites. You can find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Six. You can find us on Blue Sky at Uncle Monster uh, You can find us on YouTube where we've got a bunch of new, fun new content oh, at Uncle Monster. 
podcast at Uncle Monster Podcast. Thank you so much, audience, for being. With I'm us. not done, Ethan. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we had so many uh, social media things going on. We got our fingers in a lot of pies. We got the Patreon, brother. Oh We're my God! I interrupted through. the Patreon. What a go ahead, please. Go to Uncle Monster Six. And you can find our great uh, series about uh, right now we're in the middle of paranormal activity. We've got tons of fun bonus episodes over there. Just watch the worst movie I've watched in a long time. Paranormal <laughs> activity Four. thank you so much. No, thank you audience. We love having you. You make this worth it for us. Thank you to Al. An amazing honor to have him on the show again. Can't wait to see him again. And remember until next time. Don't, Don't get, get spooked. spooked. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs>